Welcome to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I got a great email recently from Cheryl. She wrote, I've been reading a lot about the mind diet lately. A 50% reduction in Alzheimer's cases seems pretty significant. And even if it's not a controlled study, I'm willing to eat a few more blueberries just to hedge my bets, but I'm not ready to give up cheese quite so easily. How strong is the evidence that eating cheese increases your risk of Alzheimer's disease? So first, what is this mind diet that Cheryl's talking about? This is a set of dietary guidelines that were proposed by researchers at Rush University. And this diet combines elements from both the Mediterranean and the DASH diets. And these are two dietary patterns that have a long track record for promoting health and longevity. But this new version of it has a particular emphasis on foods and nutrients that have been associated with cognitive health or, in some cases, cognitive decline. So the researchers hypothesized that following their diet could keep your brain healthy. It might preserve your cognitive abilities as you age and perhaps even ward off dementia and Alzheimer's disease. To test their theory, they reviewed dietary and medical records for almost a thousand people to see how closely their diets adhered to the mind diet guidelines and then how they fared in terms of their brain health. And their findings made quite a splash. Last year, in a study published in the Journal of the American Alzheimer's Association, they reported that those whose diets conformed most closely to the mind diet principles were only half as likely to develop Alzheimer's as those whose diets conformed the least well. The risk for those whose diets conformed only moderately well was still reduced by a third. And as Cheryl says, that certainly got everyone's attention. The protocol promotes 10 brain-healthy foods, and it discourages five other foods. Along with the berries that Cheryl mentioned, you're encouraged to eat plenty of vegetables, especially the leafy green kinds, and also nuts, legumes, whole grains, fish, poultry, olive oil, and red wine. And the foods that you're supposed to limit are red meat, butter and margarine, pastries and sweets, fried and fast food, and cheese. Hey, who are they trying to kid here? That's actually eight categories of foods that we're supposed to be avoiding. But how strong is the evidence? Well, the MIND diet study has a few limitations. First, as Cheryl has already pointed out, this was not a controlled study where one group was put on a specific diet and another group served as a control. This was an observational study. That means that the subjects weren't given any particular dietary instructions. They just agreed to let researchers gather information on what they ate and to take various neurological tests over time. The researchers found an association or a correlation between the mind dietary pattern and improved cognitive health. But we don't know how much of that benefit was due to the diet as opposed to some other factor or factors that these lucky subjects might have had in common. For example, we know that those who had the best diet scores also exercised significantly more than those who had the lowest diet scores. Although the researchers adjusted for that particular variable, it could be that people who eat well and also exercise more have other healthy habits or attributes that they didn't control for. It's also possible that out of those 15 foods that they single out in the MIND diet, some might have a much bigger impact on brain health than others. 
and this analysis doesn't attempt to see how big a role each individual factor plays in the overall effect. Now, my recent episode on the DASH diet offers a perfect illustration of why that could be significant. For 20 years, we've been recommending the DASH diet as a way to control high blood pressure because studies have shown it to be extraordinarily effective. One key feature of the traditional DASH diet is that you consume low-fat and fat-free dairy products. However, it turns out that those who follow a DASH-like diet but replace low-fat dairy products with full-fat dairy products, they do just as well as those who stick to the low-fat dairy. It appears that the low-fat dairy part of the DASH prescription may have been unnecessary. And this brings me back to Cheryl's question. Is avoiding cheese really necessary in order to preserve our brain power? According to the researchers, the reason that cheese, as well as butter and red meat, are limited in the MIND diet protocol is because of their saturated fat content. Some, but not all studies, have found a positive association between saturated fat intake and dementia. In a recent review of 12 different studies, only half found a positive relationship. Five found no relationship whatsoever. And one of those studies actually found an inverse relationship. People who ate more saturated fat had a lower incidence of Alzheimer's. When it comes to preserving brain health, I would have to say that the case against cheese is pretty weak. In fact, the case against saturated fat in general as an agent of dementia appears to be fairly weak. I wouldn't be surprised if a variation of the MIND diet, which didn't limit cheese, performed just as well in a similar statistical analysis. Hey, they could call it the head cheese diet. So what's the bottom line on the MIND diet? The evidence for the MIND diet as a strategy to prevent dementia is still preliminary, and my opinion on the recommendations is mixed. Here's how I'd break it down. Great advice is to eat more berries, vegetables, and leafy greens, to use olive oil as your primary source of fat, to eat legumes and nuts several times a week, and to limit your intake of pastries and sweets. Now, there's also some advice in there that I think is good, but optional. Eating fish at least once a week, or enjoying one, that's one, glass of red wine every day is also good advice. But look, if you don't eat animal products or you don't use alcohol, you should not lose a moment's sleep about not following those parts of the prescription. And then there's a couple of things I think you could feel free to ignore pending better evidence. I very much doubt that it's necessary to eat poultry twice a week or whole grains three times a day. And Cheryl, you'll be glad to hear that based on the current evidence, I don't think that you need to give up cheese in order to keep your brain healthy. For a complete transcript of today's show, including links to all of the research that I mentioned and some related content, visit nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. If you have questions or comments about today's episode, you can post them on our website, or you can always find me on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great week.